Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow show. My name is Allison Turner. I am the host. The purpose behind this show is to interview different entrepreneurs on how they got their start in their entrepreneurial journey. Today, I have with me Suzanne Covey, who I know has had a varied entrepreneurial journey and currently is an actress, and I think her actor, I guess, is the correct terminology. I guess they don't do actress anymore. I don't care, so long as I'm hired. (laughs) Actor or actress, whichever you'd like to call her. Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, And I know you recently got back into that after many years kind of away from it. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be where your passion lies, at least currently. (laughs) No, it's actually been my passion since I was a little girl. It has, and it doesn't, I don't think that when something fuels your soul that it ever goes away. I think sometimes it takes a sabbatical. Um, And I believe that's what gives you an opportunity to try different things and do different things, which just in the end enriches you more. So when it is time to go back to your passion or follow it again, you just have more to add, more value. And how did you get back into it this time around? This time around. (laughs) Uh, How did I get back into it? How about why? I like that question better (laughs) because how is it? Easy. Why? Uh, It's a long story. I'll try not to make it too long because it could be really long. But the breaking point literally was when I fell and broke my back. Oh. Yeah. It was was a bit of an experience. I fell out of a warehouse backwards and landed on my back and broke my sacrum. And so I was bedridden for uh, a month, and I was in a walker for six months. When was that? <laughs> I know you don't know that, right? Like, when yeah. was that? When was that? 2018, June 6th. Huh. Yeah, June 6th, 2018. I vaguely remember the story, but yeah. not the yeah. six-month piece. <laughs> so I remember laying in bed with all of my pillows and cushions around me, and everybody had to wait on me hand and foot. <laughs> and um, it, was, it, was no, it was not fun. No. Very hard to keep a person like me down. So while I was in bed, I was like, nobody's calling. Nobody's reaching out. It was such a pitiful, sorrowful thing. (laughs) But it was so necessary because I just had a breakdown. And I knew that I was all, I had, was creating a life that wasn't rich and full at that time. And it was reflecting back to me in this silence that I had around me from this event. And um, I had a friend of mine that reached out to me. She called to check up on me. And I just started crying. And she said, well, what is going on? I said, this is, I have to do something different. I cannot keep doing this. And she said, well, if there's anything that you could do and you knew you had to do it and nothing would stop you, which is such a, a cliche question. If yeah. there was anything you could do in life, you know, nothing and could stop you. Not and nothing was an obstacle. <laughs> you knew you could not fail. You know, I love those. Yeah. Right. <laughs> conversations, which are so pointless. Um, she, but she asked me that and I said, I would be acting again. And she said, then why aren't you doing it? And that's when I said, okay, you're right. So that's when I, after I was all healed up emotionally and physically, it took me about, um, nine months or so. Uh, I reached out to my agent 
And I said, I'm coming back. And she was so excited. And she said, let's get going. So and the same agent from how long ago? Yeah, she's been my agent. Yeah. Well, she actually wasn't my original agent. I had another one um, 30 years ago, and then she left the industry. And this was my secondary agent, which is now my primary. Okay. So the same one for, for many years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know you keep them all that time. <laughs> well, you can. You can keep them all that time if, if the relationship stays strong. And that's really important because it's a business relationship. She's right. there to represent me, and I'm there to do good work for her. So it has to be a good partnership. And uh, if they stay in the industry, which they can leave, mm-hmm. or they if they work for an office and they go to work for somebody else, sometimes you're no longer represented in that office. But in this case, she owns the agency, so it's worked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So where do you see acting going for you right now? Well, <laughs> since I'm into manifestation, I personally see myself, no, no but I am. Uh, where do I see it going? You know, it's interesting because these past four or five months, this year has been really quiet for me. I've done a couple of movies, but then it got really quiet. And it is an amazing opportunity to go back in and to figure out, okay, who am I and what I'm really made of and what do I want? And it's not what does the industry desire of me or what does the industry require me to be, but what do I want and who am I? So to answer your question is, I know that I will be on stage at some point receiving an award. Now, I don't know what that's for. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) it's best mom. Academy Award. (laughs) Maybe uh... Maybe it's best mom. But I had the vision back in uh, 2000. And no, 1998, I had it in 1998. And I was like, I I was meditating and this vision came to me and I thought, okay, I guess I better look for that white dress. So um, (laughs) it's still the same white dress. And so I do see myself being at that level. Now, whether it's as an actress, a writer or a director, I don't know because I'm open to all of it. Okay. Um, but at this point, my focus mainly is feature films, network television. And when I meditate, which is every day, I always put out the, en- the energy that I'm here to attract like-minded individuals that are aligned with me and my purpose. And that's to bring change through art and change through my expression. So however that shows up. Okay. We'll okay. wait and see. Are you mainly acting regionally at this point? Or more nationally, or what's um, the current? I, yeah, it's it's interesting. People, what are you, local, regional? <laughs> uh, you basically are an actor, actress, who works wherever you get hired. The, the nice thing is now, back in the 90s, it was, if you had a beeper and your agent contacted you. <laughs> a beeper. The beeper, those. right? And the VHS tape days, beta tape days. You had a beeper. You would go down to Miami, in my case, living here, and audition, and then you worked locally. You weren't going to work in, most probably not in LA or New York, because you're not local to go there to the casting directors. Things have changed (laughs) tremendously. Now you can be a Florida actor and have representation in other parts of the country and audition for projects in other parts of the country. So there is no such thing anymore as a local actor. If you have an agent that can get you out of your local market, you are now considered national. So, okay. yeah. So your agent is national? I have two. 
Yeah, I have one here and then I have one that covers the Southeast. Okay. And um, if I could get one, if I went up to New York, I could get one up there, but I wouldn't be considered a local hire in New York. So they ask you if you're a local hire, which means shows, productions now move extremely quickly. So if they audition, they say, okay, because they have a lot of catching up to do, right? From the past year and a half where things have really gotten slow. So if we want you on set, you need to be able to be in for fitting in the next two days. Well, if you're yeah. Florida and it's a New York show, you need to be able to fly up in an instance right. and you need to be able to put yourself in a hotel. Right. Um, unless you book something higher than a guest star, then usually, and if they love you enough, they'll fly you in. But it's such a fast turnaround. So you stick within your local local region for now. Southeast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because Atlanta is extremely busy. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm actual local to Atlanta. Oh. That's good. It's not that much further in New York, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, I know. It's not that much further. No. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. But New York maybe moves faster than Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? But a lot of things are coming to Atlanta because they're leaving LA or they're even coming down from New York. And it's two different animals. LA, I mean, LA, Atlanta, New York, they're, they're three different. Um, they do different work. And there's actually a lot in the Midwest, not the Midwest, excuse me, in, um, uh, well, I guess we consider mid mid Oklahoma Midwest, and that's not considered. Yeah, somehow they consider that Midwest sometimes. Yeah. sometimes. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. I grew up in the Midwest. How like is that the Midwest? That wasn't considered the Midwest back in my day. No, but, uh, it's not, but I know it's kind but, of iffy. Yeah, but yeah, it's like they the Plain of, states or whatever yeah. they're called now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I don't even know. It's somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> in the middle of the country. Somewhere there, mid country. Where they have good hay and they sing country songs. I don't know. <laughs> good beef. <laughs> good beef. <laughs> good cows. <laughs> So you mentioned a minute ago manifestation uh -huh. and how, and I think that's played a role in your life kind of throughout your entire life, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, how did you get started with that? Because I think that's an important piece. Like if you want to be become an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. which is largely what this show is about, like, you know, to help other people that maybe want to become one, like how they could actually use something like that mm. for themselves. So I, yes, I have been an, I'm an entrepreneur at my core since I was a little girl, always have been. And I've had multiple businesses. I always, and they all seem to intertwine with each other. And when it comes to manifesting, I guess I never really thought that that's what I was doing. I just knew that I had this knowing that something was going to happen and it just would happen. So some people might say, oh, you're a powerful manifester. Others might say, oh, you have premonitions. I don't know. It's one of the two somewhere in there. <laughs> but when I really know at my core that something is going to happen, good. I've heard negative ones too, but we won't go into those. But when I know something <laughs> really good is going to happen and I can feel it, like really feel it at my core, I will take myself into meditation and I will play it out. And, um, and then I just wear it. it. It's like energetically, I just wear it. And then I find it very interesting that when I keep putting it out there, I desire this, I desire this, I desire this. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, come on already. You know, I've been desiring for a long time. I've written a book on it. I got some journals, got my Oracle cards. I've been doing it. Okay. You stopped manifesting at that point because now you're into lack or you're into worry. Yeah. But trying to really, control it. Exactly. Trying to control it. And sometimes... What I have found for me is that I have already manifested what I've been asking for. 
I just wasn't specific. So <laughs> I got what I asked for. So I'm looking for an abundance of opportunities. And the universe is like, okay, great. There's a Here's bunch of the laundry. <laughs> That's wow, an opportunity that laundry too, just huh? got like really big. There's a lot of laundry. It's an opportunity <laughs> <laughs> to do laundry. <laughs> Yay. Oh my gosh, the dishes in the sink have piled up. It's an opportunity. <laughs> so you have to be specific. And a really good example of that is I would meditate on wanting to attract the ideal agent. And I wanted an agent who, this is an amazing story. So I wanted an agent who looked at the universe with that level of curiosity and they understood energy, they understood visionary, they understood manifestation, they understood divinity, they understood personal power. They had all the same language as me. And I kept saying, I want that relationship with my agent. I want that relationship. And I was thinking, okay, but I feel so bad because the one that I have, this is one up in Atlanta, the one I have, he's, he's, he's great. He's great, but I don't know if he's the right one. So I'm searching, <laughs> right? I'm searching and searching for the ideal agent. And so I called him up one day because I wanted to just check in. You know, where are we? Because I haven't booked with you in, in quite some time. And I like to make sure we're still copacetic and I'm not getting the <laughs> heave ho and I'm like all of a sudden, you know, blacklisted, di dialing phone dial. We don't do dialing like this anymore, but I'm dialing, uh, agents and trying to get, you know, another, another agent. He had stopped and he said to me, do you have a vision board? And I said, well, um, I did have a vision board, but it's been a while. And he goes, it's just a yes or no answer. And I said, <laughs> no, he said, you need to have a vision board. In my office, I have a vision board for every one of my clients. Uh, I went, oh, huh? Because <laughs> he's the right one. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, do you meditate? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'm very strong meditating and I do oracle cards. I make crystals. I actually am quite psychic in many ways too. And he goes, oh, well, then you already know what to do. Just manifest it. And I'm going, oh my God, I attracted the ideal client. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't even know. So that goes all the way back to me saying, if you're going to manifest something, be specific. Yeah. And then be aware you may have already attracted it. Right. Be open that it's right, right in front of you. And it's been here all along. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. And I mean, I see that in my own life of like mm -hmm. things you think are going awry and that it's actually opening different doors. Right. You know, because I've kind of like looked at, the business coaching side of my business of really trying to work with entrepreneurs that want to start a company, you know, or maybe, you know, are in the early stages of building a company, things like that to really help people um, that are just in that early stages. And, uh, and I realize that I'm putting more energy there, which is taking some of the energy off of some of the other pieces. Right. Um, so that's, and then I wonder why some of the other pieces don't do as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, because you're putting more energy over here. Right, right. So, Mike, I want to ask you a question then. I'm going to flip the interview here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Flip in the script, which is actually in my podcast, but I don't talk about that another time. So, um, it, I don't know why that came out. See? Impromptu. I love it. <laughs> so, when you sit down with your clients and they are, if they're anything like I am, and I know that we've done things in the past as well, and they're creatives which can be, 
oh my God, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I got to do this, I don't want to do that. And you're going, okay, great, it all looks good, none of it fits together. <laughs> but brilliant, you know, you, you pump those people up because you entrepreneurs got that fire in their belly, but they also can be so scattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the visionary people. Especially, well, stop it. <laughs> but it's true, I'm so visionary. I am. <laughs> and I can be very scattered, but I've learned to really like, I have my, my tools that I use. So what do you do then when you have that new client that sits down, a new entrepreneur? It's like, Allison, please help me. You know, I have all these ideas. Where do I begin? Well, it has to be prioritizing some of those ideas mm-hmm. because it's not that all the, like, okay, this is the idea you need to go with and forget all these other ones. It's like, okay, let's focus one place first, one or one or two places, and then figure out how to work these other ones in as you go. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to do eight ideas at once, then basically not all eight get done well, right. if any of them get done well. Um, so I think the, you know, the main thing is focus. And I mean, those are the clients I often... Um, work with because they have all those um, different ideas of where they want to go and which direction they want to go. And, you know, one day it's this and one day, you know, so it's really how do we see the big vision and then create the smaller steps to eventually get to that big vision, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and realizing that it's a path and the path is not this way. Usually it's usually like... (laughs) You know, all over the like, oh, backwards, forwards, over, over. Yeah, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's like a mouse in a maze trying to find the cheese. It's going, it's like all over the place. Eventually it gets there. Yeah. A little exhausted, but but it, it yeah. does get there. I have found that when I get um, very, when, my, when my, my mind and my creativity gets so active that I just, I have to get it all down on paper. Yeah. All down on paper. And one of my coaches taught me a great tool that works phenomenal for me because I've always got scripts. Like my mind runs like a movie, <laughs> literally. I will have movie, I, I will make friends with people and I'll know what their life story is. I'm like, oh my God, I wanna make that into a movie. I just wanna make that into a movie. And so in my head, they're all they're already written and oh, wow. I just need to get them down on paper. So then it gets overwhelming because when an entrepreneur or when a creative who has so much passion in them and yet they cannot see a physical manifestation of their desires, then it becomes pain. Right. Right? When you get from desire to pain, then you've shut down your manifesting completely. So to me, it's not a matter of which one. It's just a matter of what now. Right. So I get them on paper and it's like, and, and my coach had told me, she says, use the stoplight. So I get really quiet and I just think of each choice and I just red, green, yellow, and boom, 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 <laughs> lights go off. And I just cross them off my paper and then I take the green light ones that are left and then I do with the process again. And then usually by then I got to go get another cup of coffee and then it's out of my brain anyway and I'm off on something else. But no, but it does it does help me to um, to really just narrow it down to the next best step. Mm-hmm. And for me, right. a next best step isn't writing the 50-page the script because that's not a next best step, right? <laughs> it's a long best step. It's a big, yeah. yeah I, 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 don't, say. I don't take tiny steps. I'm like big. Right. I take big steps. Yeah. Yeah. You want the giant. I do. I, I, I do. <laughs> don't we I, all want to like jump from here to here and yeah. like not go through the little steps? And I think that's, that's I think, the biggest challenge with um, – 
some starting out entrepreneurs mm -hmm. because they see the big vision and they're like, okay, in five years, I want to be up here somewhere, you know, and it's like, but they don't realize what the little things and then that they're going to hit some roadblocks and then maybe you have to go zigzag over here and you have to move around. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to have a team too that, that, right. that have skill sets that you yeah. let you lack and, uh, being being a creative and operating pretty exclusively from my intuition, I have to have a grounding, a grounding rod, I would call it. You know, it's like I need a grounding rod, which would be my husband. You know, he's the grounding rod. He's the one that will say, you know, hello, bring it in a little bit. Don't get don't get too big. Don't get too crazy. Um, which with my fixed energy, it's hard for me to say. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> but it's important as a creative, you've got to have, and an entrepreneur, you've got to have a grounding rod with you. Yeah. And, and it's got to be somebody you trust that says, okay, great idea, not now. So yeah. let's put it on a shelf. And um, or it's like a puzzle, right? This is the big vision. When you're a visionary, you've got that 36,000 foot view. And you yeah. know, you cannot tell a visionary that's not going to work. No. They're like, but I know it's going to work. <laughs> Right? right? Right. Brother said, we will fly. I know it's going to work. Yeah. And um, so we know, we know when we have something that can work. It doesn't always work. But it goes back to that whole idea of manifesting what you desire. So if you desire something and if you're not specific, it may only work up to a certain point because maybe that's right. as far as your vision or the energy attached to it was going to allow you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect sense. Good. Are we done? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of one of my uh, earlier interviews. I interviewed Allie Kaufman, who runs Space of Mind Schoolhouse here. Mm -hmm. So it's a private schoolhouse. And she's built it um, kind of from the ground up. And she started as a coaching company. And then she's developed it into the school. And now she's got a pretty big staff and mm -hmm. team. And She's like, yeah, they have to kind of keep me and check my team's the one that helps me figure out where to go next. So I come up with an idea and yeah. they're like, not right now. <laughs> you know, like put that on the back burner and we'll come back to that. So mm -hmm. um, she's exactly what you were saying is like that team yeah. helps her kind of stay grounded because she is that visionary and she's built this um, incredible school here in Delray Beach. So I think entrepreneurs need coaches. Yeah, definitely. Um, you need, in my opinion, Mentors. you need a coach, you need a mentor, you need uh, a devil's advocate, yeah. you need the the friend that's going to say, just screw it, do it anyway. You know, <laughs> you get the angel and the devil on your shoulder. You need to have all of it around you. And I have to say that as an actor, that's not always easy to find. So have you read Matthew McConaughey's book? No, I actually have it on Audible, but I haven't started listening to it yet. Yeah, I would definitely recommend. I read it earlier this year. Um, actually, I have the hard copy of books. So, and it's uh, it's a great. His story is like fascinating because I know he's headquartered more in Texas. Mm -hmm. Even though he, I guess he had a house in LA at one point, and then he kind of goes between the two. And, yeah. And he talks about some of the you know twists and turns of his career and how he did different journeys to get different jobs. And, yeah. It's it's not. I find it's it, there. You can hear people say, "Oh, look at that amazing actor or amazing actress." They're like an overnight success. Nobody is an <laughs> overnight success. You just haven't really noticed them until now. It's like oh, all of a sudden they were what's popular. It's like oh, they, they were a Nickelodeon star, and now they're massive. Like, yeah, but you know they work 
hard. Yeah, exactly. And it is an industry where you have to kind of zigzag and you have to go where the work is. And sometimes you're going to do this not you know job that you don't really like so much. And other times you're going to get, oh my God, the, the role of a lifetime. And, yeah. and then there's going to be times where you may not work. I know actors who yeah. worked a ton and then it's they're on three years and can't book a job. Yeah, a lot. He talked about that at one point where he had this drive here, and he's like, "Am I ever going to work? Am again? I ever going to work again?" And and yes, it's the the struggle is real, and at that level, so acting is a, is my job. It's my passion. It's what I enjoy. Um, I wouldn't be what in the industry is considered a. It's not my career. I've heard someone say this on Instagram once, and you have to believe it if it's on Instagram. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I found it very interesting. It was a very, very well-known actress. I don't remember who she was, so I guess she's not that well-known. But she said, everybody else that you see in the movies, like the major, major stars, they're career actors. That's their career. They call them up, yeah. book them on a job. Everybody else has to audition, has to go through the callback, has to go through the whole process to get, yeah. And then you get what's called pinned and then somebody else is pinned. And then you're like waiting for that call that you got it. And then you get like, you're released. So, um, it's, it's, it's true. It's really hard and you will go through dry spells or you will, I can't say you will. I know I took time away from it and reinvented myself and reinvented my life and did different things, tried different businesses. Um, but when you're an actor, you're crazy and you can't just <laughs> go away from crazy. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's just something about it. It's just, if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. You just can't, you can't get rid of it. So you're saying you've always been crazy. Huh? Always. <laughs> but you know, the funniest thing is you said like, someone recognizes some actor and they came out of nowhere and mm -hmm. you know, and uh, that's one of the reasons I created this podcast because you hear, you see these coaches online that have the sponsored ads on social media and like, yeah start a business and I can make you a million dollars the first year. And you're like, okay, you know, maybe 0.01% of companies can do that if they're, you know, but even the app companies that are the apps that make that big money, mm -hmm. the people coding those apps have been doing crap for like years. It's not like they just learned how to code on, you know, January 1st. And by the end of the year, they like created this great, great app like Facebook. Um, like there's a, pre-story to that. And Absolutely. that's what we don't hear about. Um, right. You know, you have a background in whatever that is mm -hmm. or something. It's not like you know zero and you start the business and like, oh, I made a million dollars and that's it. I think there's so much misleading information online. It's, I, I'm actually on a 30 day sabbatical, social media sabbatical and um, took it all off my phones. Don't open it up on my computer. And I've eliminated all my distractions so that I could really hear my own voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a week and I don't miss it. And as an actor, it's, you know, they want you on there doing your reels and doing your stories and <laughs> sharing everybody. But look at the boots I bought <laughs> on camera. It, there's so much of that. Really? That I don't care. I don't care to watch another actor do it. Interesting. I actually find it difficult to watch because it looks like everybody's working. No, they're not. They're just on set doing whatever it might be, it's misleading. Yeah. And all the coaching programs that are online, like how, and it comes, it's in the acting industry too. How to book your first feature film or how to book your, <laughs> your, 
your first <laughs> guest star role in three easy steps. I'm thinking, oh, Lord. wow. I yeah, should have bought this a long time ago. I know how to <laughs> marry the director. <laughs> Sleep with the director. Sleep with the director. <laughs> Date their son, whatever. There is no quick fix. No. None. <laughs> and an, another big one, especially in my industry, which is um, there's so many confusion about you should your hair, your, your headshot should look this way. Your acting clips should look that way. You need to be always in classes and always be attending and always be showing up. Actors are broke, right? They don't make a lot of money. You, no. If you book a big job, you can make a lot of money, but we're always like, where's the next job? Where's the next job? Because as soon as you get off set, you're unemployed. <laughs> Unless you're working on a union set, then you get residuals, but you're still looking for the next job. And so again, in the, in the coaching industry, it's the same thing. They make yeah. it look like it's so easy and it's really sad because there's people out there who have incredible talent, who have a, a huge heart and compassion to serve humanity in whatever capacity. And they're lured, they're mm -hmm. lured in. Oh yeah. So this, this type of a show is fantastic because it gives your viewers and your listeners an opportunity to hear what it's really like. Yeah. And then they can exactly. make a decision of, hmm, do I have that fight in me? Well, exactly. Yeah. And do I want, and do I want to? <laughs> yeah. Do I want to? You right. know, because I think that's the thing that people ask themselves once they get into it. You know, if you run into that hard, you know, I mean, the pandemic happened and, you know, restaurants all of a sudden shut down yeah. and theaters yeah. shut down. And so your industry shut down some, or at least the theater I side. actually worked a lot during the pandemic. Okay. I well, know. Maybe not your bizarre. side. But the live theater, let me say it that yeah, way. Yeah, live theater. The live did. theater, yeah. the music scene, yeah. like all that, especially in maybe not this state, but um, in some of the other states, yeah. the, the big states like New York and California, yeah. where those are um, big mm -hmm. opportunities. It hit really hard. Yeah. Very hard. So, um, and there's not know. much other industry. No. Right. No. And I think that's. I mean, we I've we saw many restaurants go out of mm -hmm. business because they just couldn't sustain. Yeah, you know, no matter what the government, you know, PPP funding, this funding, this funding, you know, they just couldn't sustain that yeah. length of time. I think it's I think it's important to have a few eggs in your basket. You know, like they say, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Well, I don't know. Can we look at it a different way? Maybe you can just have a really big basket <laughs> with a lot of eggs. <laughs> So you're putting all of your eggs in a basket, but it's one big basket. I mean, why right. do you want to carry 10 baskets with one egg in each? Right. Well, yeah. No, probably probably don't want to do that. You but. Know, but think about it. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. What does that even mean? Really? Th don't put all your eggs. So entrepreneurs. Oh, I really have to go do this. I have to make this happen. I don't know. That sounds like a, these are the people who are trying to keep you safe. Yeah. Right? Friends and family and... You know, ex-boyfriends and girlfriends that want to keep you safe, whatever. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's a little too risky. But isn't that what makes it exciting? Right? So why, why wouldn't you put everything into it, everything you've got into making that vision work? You're going to crack some eggs. Mm -hmm. You yeah. will. Leaky eggs. <laughs> Get a good basket with a strong liner. <laughs> Make yeah. an omelet. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think the, the challenge is, you know, at least how I see it is, you know, if you're not super focused on whatever that vision is, you know, I wouldn't have too many eggs because then you get 
you, there's too many things you're juggling. Like if you're juggling mm -hmm. a bunch of eggs, eventually the egg is going to drop on the ground yeah. and break. Mm -hmm. You know, two or three eggs, you can probably juggle. But what's too many? Well, that's each person's choice. Exactly. So yeah, like it's me, not my choice. I'd be. put 30 eggs in that basket. I would, because if I'm running full force to my, towards my vision and my dream, and 10 of them fall out and they crack and they are trashed, I've got, how many did I say I started with? 30? 30. I'd have 20 left. <laughs> she does math. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I did graduate from college, but that's, but that's how I look at it. Right. It's like, I throw as much stuff, my, my father-in-law told me this, and I know you've heard this before, throw enough stuff against the wall and something, something is else, bound to something stick. Something is stick. Yeah, something is bound to stick. But I guess it depends on how you define eggs in this case. You know, is it for you, who's an actor, is it, okay, I'm gonna go after commercials, I'm gonna go after feature films, yes. I'm gonna go after, yes. you know, live theater, I'm yes. gonna go after script writing. <laughs> yes. So, but it's all in the same industry. Exactly. So I wanna make sure people are clear that yeah. we're not suggesting. <laughs> no, no, but that's what I mean, you have a basket. Well, yeah. Your basket is, so, it's your vision. Yeah. Right. So, no, but that's all in the same industry versus, okay, today I'm going to start a landscaping company and then tomorrow I'm going to start a marketing yeah. company and they're completely different. But visions. to me, that's carrying too many baskets. Okay. So that's, that's two how, different that's, baskets. Yeah. That's so kind of what like I'm like egg in one. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's too I just many wanted baskets. wanted to find that for people. Yeah. That yeah, might yeah. Be so <laughs> don't carry a lot of baskets. Carry a lot of eggs in one basket. Carry a lot of eggs in one basket. One vision. <laughs> one vision. One umbrella. So specifically for an actor, when you say, well, what about commercial, theater, film, voice art? Yes, 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 yes. Right. Writing, directing, producing, uh, anything you can do back, backstage, hosting, pod podcasting, writing scripts, commercials. Yeah. I mean, all of it. Okay. Yeah, I do all of it. So... That's a lot of eggs, but it's a big basket. <laughs> the one vision. Yeah. So has your family been supportive for your acting? Oh, or? you know, it's interesting, but out of everything that I've done, that's the one that they're the most supportive. Huh. Like when I, when I had made the decision to return to acting, um, I had already crossed the threshold into the midlife. <laughs> And um, I had just got my next set of headshots because I hadn't done in a long time. And my husband came up to me and he said, you know, I'm so happy that you're going back to something that you are so good at and you love so much. Um, it hasn't been my most lucrative career at all. It's been my least lucrative career because it is so feast or famine. Um, but I have to do it. Yeah. I just, I have to. And he said, I'm so happy you're going back. And then he said to me, do you think, now, I, I love you. <laughs> it's great when they start with that. Do you <laughs> think that maybe you could be aging out? And I could hear your audience now. Ooh, he aging said, what? <laughs> he did, oh, did she stay with him? <laughs> so, no, he didn't say, he goes, I'm, I'm worried that, you know, do you think you're aging out? But I so confidently said, no. I think I'm aging in. Yeah. I think I I've just... reached a point in my life now where I don't care. I don't, I don't need acting. I want it. You don't look your age anyway. You look much younger than Thank you. your age. Not that you're old, but <laughs> you're only a couple of years older than I am. But, um, but no, but regardless of that. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think the more 
I would think, and I'm not, again, I'm not an actor, so I cannot speak for this, but um, I would think that the more life experience that you have, that that would benefit your acting. Absolutely. I mean, that would be my thought yeah. process. Absolutely. It's, it's, but it's kind of like that with life too. So if you are going to coach entrepreneurs, or if you're going to guide them, or you're going to mentor them, or you're going to, um, you know, link arms with them and, and help them along their journey, I would really hope that the individual chose somebody who's been through it before. Well, right. Yeah. And after years and years and years of building businesses like you have and helping entrepreneurs, regardless, I mean, it takes years to get there. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of wisdom that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And yes, as an actor, when you reach a certain age, there's just some things that you can finally, at least for me, I can finally let go of. And that is, I don't have to look young. I don't, I don't have to be beautiful. I don't have to have the perfect body. I don't have to have all of these things that the industry makes you think you right. need when you're starting out. And then you get to a certain age and you're like, I wish I had a few gray hairs. You know, there's certain, because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I do, but I wish I had more of that. Then I would be more in my category. It's just, it's a weird thing to finally get to that certain point in life where you go, I don't care. And that's back to manifestation. That's when you can know your vision, mm -hmm. you have a clear view of all of your eggs in your basket, and you've allowed to let some fall out that don't serve you, but you stay true to who you mm -hmm. are, and you just know in your soul that this is what you're going to do, then show up. Make it sound so simple. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> So with your acting now, yeah. mm -hmm. like what's coming next? Do you have any jobs lined up right now? Oh, it's been quiet. I'll be honest with you. It's been really quiet. I've had some auditions past three days and um, okay. my agent reached out and she submitted me for another feature film. So when they, when they submit you, so the agency gets slews of auditions and then they pick talent that they want to submit to the casting director. The casting director looks at all the photos could be 1,000 to 2,000 people, and they go boom, boom, yes, no, yes, no, yeah. They move that fast. By they, photos? By photos, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then those, those go all off to the agents. The agents get that request, you get the file, you study your lines, you work on your scenes, you tape your own scenes now, so you have your own studios. You know, oh. Actors now have to have their own studios, mostly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now we do all so of it. So now you're the, yes, the film yes. producer too. Mm -hmm. Yep, you do all the of editor. it. editor. <laughs> and then it goes off, right? And then once it goes off to the ethers, you will never know if you've booked the job or not. Well, you do know if you don't book it because you just don't book it. Because um, <laughs> they don't call you and the, you know that they've already done filming. So it's been quiet. So huh. I just recently had a few auditions. Um, still so you waiting, don't go there still to waiting. audition. You actually do it. You film no. from home and then you just send it. Yeah, and... before we used to go to casting director's offices. Yeah. And then, and then self-tapes is what they call them, started happening uh, quite a while ago. But it really became the industry standard when, when the pandemic hit. Yeah. And now that mm -hmm. that's happened, they still, some casting offices are open, but most of it's still all digital which is unfortunate because it's fortunate and yet unfortunate. Unfortunate because you don't have the casting director on the other side of the camera giving you direction on how to improve the scene, um, interacting with them. That's a great take, give you three or four, and direct you, which is 
what they're there to do. You don't get that anymore. <laughs> so now you just, uh, you have to figure it out on your own. And hope yeah. you're going the right direction. And hoping you're in the right direction. However, um, what has become really interesting now is that they wanted to see who you are. Like, what mm -hmm. do you bring to it? And that's what I love because I love really raw, real expressions in acting and not all of this contrived Stanislavski and, and all of the other, <laughs> which are really good training, but when it comes down to it, instinctual acting, is there's just nothing that replaces it. So then to answer your question, um, I don't have anything I'm going into filming. Okay. I have um, one series on Tubi that's out, Conspiracy America. I have um, a film on Paramount Plus that is out. Mm. That's in Canada and it's coming here next. And then I have another film that has been in post-production for almost a year. And it's they said it's done. I haven't, they haven't told me where it's releasing. And then another feature that I did over a year ago that that's still in post-production. So, Jeez. yeah. It's a long mm -hmm. post-production for that one. Yeah, for feature films, yeah. So feature films are like longer than a certain time. So. Yeah, yeah. So if you shoot um, episodics, any of you thing that you see on, on network TV, you go in, if, it, if it's a co-star guest star, guest star, you go in, you work your one day, two day, three day, you're done. But those are fast turnarounds. I mean, they turn and burn those shows quickly. Right. So that might, that show that you did may show up in like a month or two or three. Um, feature films, it, it can take a year. Depending on how big of a film it is, it could take a year, it could take more. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And commercials are usually a month. About, depending. Usually it's like, yeah, a little under a month. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a long, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, and then payment for that that work sometimes can be anywhere from a month to three months. Yeah, but they do pay you before it actually. So comes So you gotta out, have right? a lot of eggs in that basket. Yeah, financial <laughs> eggs. Um, yeah. So, but you do get it before the film actually comes out, right? <laughs> like the feature film. Yes. Like they're not gonna pay you. Like no, once you we should. decide to uh, yeah, yeah, release yeah. it, then you get paid. Like yeah, no, no, you, payment comes before. It should. It doesn't always happen like that with commercials. Commercials, it could be, I have seen my commercial like five times. You get on the phone with your agent. Are they going to pay? Because I assume your agent gets paid based on that too, right? Yeah, the agents, yeah, your agent, yeah, the, the, the production pays, pays the agency. Okay. And the agency takes their percentage and then cuts the talent, their check. Okay. Mm -hmm. For the most part, there's some things that can be a little bit different sometimes. Like you might get paid directly from production. Um, some of them do a little bit differently, but for the most part, that's, that is how it goes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to backtrack for a minute because mm -hmm. I know you've had a different, different careers or varied journeys. Yeah. <laughs> What's been another favorite that you've done like while you were kind of taking the break? And I don't know if the break came with the kids with um, the acting or... No. Or well, it's interesting that I stopped I stopped acting because I was hosting a show for, I think it was on Oxygen at the time. Okay. And I had been their main host for about two years. And um, I was filming once, twice a week for like two years. And, um, and you know, in seasonal, so it was like 13 week cycles. And, and I was their main host. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, I haven't heard from them in a while. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't shot a show usually, like I've got a few on the schedule. And so I went to their website and I was not even on it anymore. And I oh. thought, whoa, and they would never do a contract. 
Uh, Number one mistake, get a contract. So, mm. um, yeah, and at that point, I was already already in my other career, like my secondary passion. Uh, and that's when I said, I have been at this for far too long to be disrespected. So I set the boundary and I said, taking a break. And I did that. And, um, and that's when I was coaching. I was coaching women. And then yeah. my other, that led me to being a speaker and then a speaking coach. And I have to say that's probably one of my other favorites. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> yeah. One of yeah. my other favorites definitely is, is um, yeah, speaking. Love it. Still will. I'm working on it. Yeah. I got She's speaking right I got now. Some things, I got some things in the speak. works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I got some things in the works. I want to do a TED Talk. Yeah. So yeah. That's manifesting that. That's just a matter of me making it happen. Well, yeah. And the, I mean, the, the interesting thing, you know, CCSP, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she was a TEDx. Yeah speaker. And, um, I interviewed her earlier this year and I actually just quipped her piece on TEDx. It's um, going up, I think is it up tomorrow. I think it was on YouTube tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, I just applied and it happened, whatever the theme was for the Boca one, Mm -hmm. you know, was, uh, what was it? New beginnings or something like that. And she's like, yeah, I just applied. And I'm like, so you didn't have to like give him a copy of your speech or like give him like, no, you just apply. And she's like, there were like 850 that applied and 13 were chosen. I'm like, really? Like you didn't even have to like audition, you know, not audition, yeah, but like, yeah. you know, send a copy or something mm-hmm. like that. She's like, nope. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. And there's themes all over yeah. the country. So well, she just... said each one's got a different mm-hmm. theme and then they obviously change it yearly mm-hmm. for their. I think the hardest part of that is to just, is to keep that talk short. Like they want it, which is what? 14 minutes, I think. I don't even know. I don't, you know, I probably should look that up. That's going to be my biggest challenge. (laughs) I could go on and on and on. I could talk for hours (laughs) on this topic. (laughs) One topic. I'm going to be enough for all 13 speakers. (laughs) I could talk 14 minutes about eggs in a basket. It's like I could beat it. I could beat those eggs like done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that was, that was definitely my, one of my favorites. And then I left, uh, then after I had my big event, which you know about that one was sizzle. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I was just tired. I was just tired. And then this business landed in my lap. And then I launched, as you know, launched my Amazon business. And the fairies. Uh, the fairy, yes. Enchantly, I actually own the tra- trademark on Amazon. Okay. Yep. And a successful brand and... That's been there for eight years. And I, I was trying to let it go. <laughs> like <laughs> trying. I was trying to. It's a I different was, basket. I was so trying, to trying to like, manifest failure <laughs> so I could close it. So all I could have to do is focus on my acting. But Source has a far bigger plan. So we now are fully ramped up and back in business. <laughs> um, but it's going to take a different, different spin. It's going to fly a different path. It's a different basket. Same basket, just another egg. <laughs> She's going for a duck egg this time. It's, gonna, it's an ostrich egg. It's really big. big. A big egg. <laughs> no, it is. Um, so when I got, when I originally had got the business, I knew that once I finally stepped away from it, sometimes you don't know what those lessons are until you, you have to right. get through it. 
Yeah. You could be in the middle of the muck and go, what is this for? Why? And you got to try to figure out why am I here? Why am I learning this? Why is this so hard? Don't even try to figure it out. You, you just don't. Just be in it. Get through it. Because you're not going to see the wisdom until you get through it. And when I returned to acting and then I said, that's it. All my eggs are now going into the basket. I'm just not going to let that one go. Um, that's when I said, okay, that part of my life is now over. And it's ready for me to let that one go and focus mm. just on acting and keep it very focused. So I had tried to sell it. And I tried yeah. to let in just, in, you know, inventory go away. And it was not going. Not selling, huh? It was not going. And then my acting jobs got really quiet. And then I thought, oh, <laughs> boom, I have another company. And, uh, and now, and it, it is about, again, flipping the script. Why is that business there? Before it was, this is what I have to do yeah. in order to just provide an income and to help support my family. And now it's what I get to create mm -hmm. so that it can support my acting vision. Yeah. Totally different. And just having that mindset of this is what I get to create with the, with the fairies and, and all the other ideas that I have, I get to create that mm -hmm. and, and then see where it takes me. But if financially it will support, yeah. you know, being able to produce films, to be able to produce my podcast or write my books or, you know, anything else that, <laughs> you know, happens to show up. <laughs> Down the road. Down the road. Another egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this all has been fascinating. So if you had one, and I ask this of all my guests, if you had one recommendation for someone that wants to start a business, you know, like something that you've learned in your journey, or maybe you had it from the start and you kind of recognized it later on of something, you know, a tip that you would give that person, what would that one thing be? Oh, you know, I'm not going to give you one thing. Ah, uh, you're a rule breaker. Got another one of these people. <laughs> I am such a rule breaker. Um, rules, yeah. No, I'm a, I would say first and foremost, know your soul's purpose. Know it. Take the time. If it means putting the vision on the shelf for a little while, do it. Get to know who you are, how you're wired, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and get really honest with yourself. Are you willing to sacrifice judgment? Are you willing to sacrifice fears? Um, are you willing to sacrifice free time? Because there's a lot of things you're going to have to let go of in order to make your dream come true. Then, of course, there's always another point <laughs> is um, get with people who've done it before. Not on social media necessarily, unless you can trust their background, like your, your company for sure. Definitely this company. And um, they are bat amazing. <laughs> I like it bad. Bad amazing. They're they're bad amazing. So, um, but get to know get to know people in the industry and people that you can trust that will give you authentic, real answers. And you're not necessarily going to find them on social media, but trust your instincts. So if you see somebody on there and you're like, I like what they have to say, I like their essence, and and I feel their honesty, then reach out to them. 
reach out to them and don't sign up for every single <laughs> program and yeah. this thing and that thing. Oh. And then what's going to happen is your email inbox is going to be full and you're going to get confused and overwhelmed and you'll never start. Yeah. Even the, even some of the free stuff, which I still will sign up for some, you know, I hear someone speaking on Clubhouse and it's someone yeah. and I'm like, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do this, you know, 30 day yeah. challenge. I think I get through like day one. <laughs> I've had a lot of those 30 day oh, challenges. Oh, I got through yeah. day one. Woo. Yeah. Um, I had a, a, a bit of a coming to Jesus meeting with myself um, the past two days where I pulled out all of my finances. My husband, if he ever ends up watching this, he'll be so proud of me. Know your numbers because I don't know my numbers. Oh. Um, yeah. It, it, I'm an artist. That's my <laughs> excuse and I'm sticking to it. But it's true. So I sat yesterday and I said, okay, something is not clicking. And if in your business something is not clicking, it's rarely anything out there. Yeah. It always has to be from inside. Mm -hmm. Something here is not clicking. And for me, it was, this is pure honesty, it was the responsibility of my numbers. So I sat down with everything for the past two days and went, oh. How many programs have I started <laughs> that I just, I forgot I started because I thought I needed them. Right. And I started doing this about a month ago that every time I felt the need to go, ooh, shiny thing, click, I stop, I walk away. Yeah. I just walk away. I go do something else. I go wash the dishes. I look at all the other opportunities in my house, <laughs> the laundry. I go for a walk. I get something to eat. Um, there's a pretty good chance I'm not going back to click it because I really don't need it. And one of my acting friends, she's, she's on Marvel. And she said to me about two, two years ago, set a new rule for yourself that if this next opportunity does not advance your career forward, don't do it. Because every time you take a step back, you know what, I want that, but I was doing good here, so I'm just gonna go do that for a while. Right. Then you're giving mixed signals. You're telling, letting the universe know, I want it, but I don't deserve it, or I'm not, I'm not worthy of it. I'm not ready for I'm it. I'm not I'm ready not, for yeah. it. And the energy will match you. Yep. So I think I gave you three. Yeah, I think you did too. That's probably. That's probably my, the most I've had a guest do. Usually I've had two or one. I Some can give you more, one. but wait, I don't wanna, you know. Yeah, we could be here all night. <laughs> And if anyone had any questions for you, wanted to get in touch with you for whatever reason, you know, or maybe there's an agent out there or something. Uh, <laughs> never know. Come on. Hey, if you have an independent film, feature film, and you need a really raw and rough character, I'm your gal. <laughs> um, so your question was going to be? Okay. How what will be the best way to get in touch with you? Be, get in touch social with media. Me. Well, obviously not social media right now since she's off of social media. So mm -hmm. which way would they get to you? <laughs> um, you can actually get me. Um, you can get me on social media because I I pop in to clear notifications. Oh, <laughs> I do. I pop on see, because I'll see lie. fifty notifications. So I pop in, clear, pop out. Okay. It's not on my phone, so I'm not on it. I'm in there too, so that in thirty days I don't come back to two thousand notifications. Right? Notifications. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good so part. So she checks messages. They, they, yes, I do have Messenger on because I have my family on there. So you can okay. get me on Messenger. Um, but you can go to my website, SuzanneCovey.com. I have a contact me form on that. You can email me and um, SuzanneCovey at Comcast.net. Or you can 
reach out to Allison and she's got my personal information, yeah. which I will not leave on this video. No, <laughs> that's best. Some people use their personal cell phone on here and I'm no. like, mm. Mm -mm. okay, up to you people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining Thank me you. today yeah. on the Dream Plan Start Grow show. I really appreciate it. We could probably talk all, all night, so, but we will not. <laughs> I'll have you, you online next time. Yeah, there you go. Um, and thank you everyone for joining us on the Dream Plan Start Grow show. If you have any questions for me, you can check out the dreamplanstartgrow.com website. All of the podcasts, audio and video are there and also will tell you how to get in touch with me. And I do offer a 30 minute complimentary consultation on there. So feel free to sign up for that. And, do that. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.